you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O. TIKA.com. People all over football America singing songs about your greatness. And yet, when I asked you this last year, and plus you have that horseshoe on your hat, if you, with the surname Luck, feel like you are a lucky guy, you said you've never considered that before. Have you and the family put your heads together and said, like, our surname is Luck, we should consider fortune? Yeah, you know, I think... I, it's funny because I try to use fortune when I'm talking because I feel like if I use luck, you know, it's <laughs> weird because of my last name. You know what? Our dad always told us that uh, you know luck goes both ways. It can be bad or good. So, uh, but I guess we'll use fortune. David, football, football, David. The Dave Damashek Football Program available on Apple Podcasts and at NFL.com/ddfp. Now, here's your host, Dave Damashek. Andrew Luck off into the sunset. Studio 66 lit up with lights, but also my burning enthusiasm for the arrival of pro football. It is here. Hi and hello. Welcome to the Dave Damashek football program. I hope all's well wherever you are here in Studio 66. Like I say, we're ready to roll and presented as always by Zaxby's, the home of famous chicken fingers, wings and salads. Go get you some of those. I keep saying it, but this raging debate over the last fortnight about the best uh, chicken sandwich here or there. Listen, just uh, ignore all that jive. Is that right? Go over to go over to Zaxby's. I'll do that October 19th when I'm uh, in Nashville to the to Chargers Titans. Oh, don't tell I'm them Damashek very... sent you. No? No, don't. That, I okay. don't know if that curries any favor, but I would mention the name Rashawn Evans because uh, he and I worked a drive through window in the Nashville area around the draft. Were you a fry cook as well or no? I, 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 I worked all manner. You did? I had to earn my key. All stations? Yeah, Evans nice. was, Rashawn Evans was allowed. They're like, oh, you know, celebrity in the house, Damashek, uh, or whatever your name is, go uh, clean up some stuff. And you, you smelled like that fry grease for a good two weeks after, didn't you? It. I love That's it. That's great. Dave um, that anyway. All right. Football season is here. Andrew Luck will not be a part a of it. dab behind I'm each sure. ear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Nectar of the Oh, that's the sweet scent right there. 
Oh, listen, Spaghetti can tell you he can sing songs about Zaxby's as well. But instead, Andrew Luck is retired, so we'll kibitz about that. We have much to get into I'm sorry, into I here. do this all the time. What? But I do want to ask a question, because I asked this of Petros yesterday on the radio show, and he couldn't answer it. This is all because all Popeyes did was tweet back, y'all good? Like, that's how this happened, right? They posted, we have a new sandwich, can't speak in full. And then, like, Chick-fil-A bounced back with, you know, whatever. Chicken, pickles, bun equals love. And then Popeye's tweets back, y'all good. And it got, like, 200,000 likes. Those names that you're talking about, I've never even heard about that. All I can think about is Zaxby's. That's all I have. I have uh, wings, fingers, and salads filled both these ears. I I wouldn't even know what they're... Well, you know why theirs is the best? Because they're not partaking in these reindeer they games. They don't need to. They're they just making to. chicken sandwiches. Right. That's right. That's, yeah, that's take, what I'm saying. Take the high road. All these people are arguing over what the best sandwich is when it's not because of some tweets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, yeah. I, hey, get guys, over there. That's bronze metal. <laughs> yeah. It's that's I, what you're, you're arguing about bronze. Zaxby's like, bigger, big, bigger, better menu. So right. there's no need to even worry about the other ones. Well, all right. All right you're going too far now, Spaghetti. I've, now had, every, sounded like a I've had every menu item. I would know. I would, I would, <laughs> believe me, let's not question it. Accurate statement. In one sitting. In this was, area. That was a little excessive yeah. that you had every uh, menu item in one sitting. Well, including but that was the your salads. So. Because we're old. <laughs> Zero uh, salads. <laughs> because we are so old. Uh, that was actually a challenge when I was in high school. I think everybody probably had the oh, friend yeah. that was huge that would try to, you know, pick your fan. Since I can't say their names of the restaurants, God forbid. Jeez. <laughs> well, how did you get that? There was, uh, there was, yeah, you know what? It's in, the, it's in a different category, right? Sure. We had a friend, uh, Chet who challenged us all. And of course, you know, I don't know what I had in my pocket, maybe five bucks. He's like, Hey, you, you guys all uh, give me five bucks a pop. I'll dust everything on the Taco Bell menu tonight. <laughs> you're like, all right, let's do this. Went to Taco Bell. And uh, I do recall his last item he had to put down was the uh, Nacho Bel Grande. And he wanted to, and it was much like the great outdoors and the fat and gristle of the old 96er. And he's like, I don't got to eat the, the sour cream and those nasty green things, do I? And we're like, oh, you're yeah, damn you right you do. You got to eat the sour cream. <laughs> and man, for a guy that dusted burrito supremes and tacos and enchiritos and that little bowl of just beans and cheese, as soon as he got there, the pain and just the concern mm. on his face, he's like, Oh, oh, putting those into his mouth. It was wonderful. I'm but he no, did it. He dusted it. I'm no stranger. I am that guy. You were that guy. Really? I'm the food Of the friend. You were the guy. Okay. I can put it away. Yeah, I can really, I can really, I, I should be much fatter than I already am. Um, I, uh, I, I, I famously, it's a, it's an old, uh, you know. Uh, it's an old carnival <laughs> trick. Famously. We all know this story. It's a watermelon. If you ever want to impress friends, but it's not that hard to do, tell them you can eat an entire watermelon in an hour. Just all wa- It's all flavored pink water. Right. You can you can uh, throw that thing down, but your friends sure. will be amazed by it. Um, How's the rind taste? Isn't that a little hard to chew? Oh, I see. You're a completionist. <laughs> You're one of these. Yeah. Um, you haven't finished that, Dave. You still got quite a I'm bit to go there. So that sour cream counts. So does the rind over there, pot exactly. belly. Exactly. Hey, how about um, the rind? I, uh, I've, I, I've eaten um, – uh, I participated in a wing-eating contest when I was in college. The first round – See, that's what you have to do. You, you have to be no, no. You gotta, you gotta raise your game. The deeper you get into the playoffs. So my first round, the the drill was, you had to eat fifty wings in fifteen minutes, and I barely was able to Ooh, complete. That's it. a lot. 
14 minutes and 40 seconds it took me to complete the 50. Almost but didn't qualify for the tournament. It gained me, it gained me uh, the right to participate in the next round. Then it was when 70 was the wings. Next round? Set the following week. Okay. 70 wings in 20 minutes. Like, uh, I don't know, like who, uh, you know, who raises their game in the postseason? Tom Brady, I guess. Julian Edelman. Damashek polished the 70 more quickly Is than he did right? the 50. Whoa. Then the next round was as many wings as you could eat in a half an hour. And when I showed up for that and I looked at my competition, I realized I had no chance. So I so I uh, took my time. I enjoyed uh, a basket of wings and then I and then I relented. Then I, I threw in the towel. How big were the dudes? They just, were big. Just massive individuals. Yeah, they were built. They were built for this life. That reminds me of uh, my friend, William, the refrigerator Perry, who, who told God. me that he um, uh, during his career was invited to um Join in a hot dog eating contest and was paid a a large amount of money, even for those a princely sum to to participate. He ate five hot dogs and said, "I'm full now, thanks." <laughs> and they were like, "But wait, this is a contest." He's like, "No, no, I'm fine. I'm good. I, I got paid two hundred and fifty thousand dollars or something to to eat five hot." I dogs. mean, I think I, as I've said many times before, and then we will get into the great game of football. But uh, I I've said it that it when you show up at the hot dog or any other eating competition the the move if you really want to intimidate your foes is you order a side of fries and right. a shake and a milkshake yeah yeah you just say like yeah i'm here for pleasure just to open things not some, up right. i'm not a remorseless eating machine like you but i i will vanquish you it's like uh, you know um john henry johnson like i don't need you i your, like that move Shaking fries. Yeah. yeah. Just imagine being that guy. Kobayashi and the gross guy who dips Joey Chestnut. Chestnut. Imagine Ugh. what he – like, I'm going to have a single one, he's butterscotch sp- shake. So can yeah. I get some gravy on those fries? Yeah. That's a move that they would that their heads would spin. Imagine if you order the fries and then and it comes with ketchup and you're like, I'll take some mayonnaise as well. Uh, that would intimidate. <laughs> That's it. It's over. Some people would leave the table. All right, listen. This In is protest. a good time. I was just thinking about the fact that I can't really. I, I, the thing I've said all through this offseason is how hard. One of the things I've repeated is how hard it is to identify. Um, which teams are definitely not going to the playoffs. We are fully into it now. If you missed the last episode, Handsome Hank revealed no fewer than what, seven you did or I nine? Think, I think I did nine or ten. And Spaghetti did 13 teams, Money, 13 teams that are definitely not going to the playoffs. I think uh, Spaghetti really went. 13. That's a, I mean, if he hit. Every year we have a worst of first. If he could get, if he could hit even double digits, a Handsome you know, listen, I don't mean to diminish him, but he took he went chalk. He took all last year's last place teams. But this is what I, I as I explained at the time, I right, was you're like right. the opener for you. You and then you were like, oh, I've got a big one here. I'd already mentioned it. I know. Well, you got so your chalk, too. I know. But I went to Jacksonville Jaguars. But now Andrew Luck is retired. So let's jump in on that right now. Andrew Luck, first of all, handsome. You have a little bit of history with him. The thing that strikes me about it is and not to get up on Mount Pius because there's so many people running up to Mount Pius over the 72 hours or so since the Andrew Luck news broke that he's retiring first of all it is absolutely his right to retire whenever he wants if he doesn't want to play for whatever reason that is his right the reaction though before we even talk about the football implications that this is another opportunity to um 
for, for people to prove to themselves, if no one else, that they are better than their fellow human beings by ascending up to Mount Pius and condemning fans. How dare fans boo Andrew Luck? Don't they know these these rubes, these dummies, these uh, these uh, people who lack any sense of empathy? Andrew Luck is a hero for all. Of, don't you know he peed blood? Let me tell you uh, one. I'll go one step further than everybody up on Mount Pius. I say Andrew Luck doesn't have to have suffered some minimum standard of, of uh, physical injury. He can retire for any reason he wants. If he wants to become a Yahtzee, uh, a Yahtzee competitive player Very popular. Or, a, mm-hmm. or an eating co- a competition guy, he can retire for that reason too. That The thing that everybody is citing is, don't those people know what he laid on the line? <laughs> Don't they see, don't, haven't yep. they heard the stories? Shame on those people. Good for you. Yeah, and by the way, that the players are getting in on it too. Big names, um, Aaron Rodgers. I saw David DeCastro who played with luck at Stanford, now uh, a high-end offensive lineman for the Steelers, of course, said they treat us like we're circus animals. I mean, uh, you know, how much am I supposed to weep over that treatment? Yeah, that's part of the gig, man. You're like Daniel Day-Lewis complaining, I only got into the, into, into movie making because for the craft of acting then just don't go go do go to the uh, stage go to the go live to stage and festival do, that's exactly right just go to find some london haunt and do uh stage productions for 80 people who show up to see you you want to be a part of the big stage well then that's part of the thing and the idea that fans shouldn't boo this straw man argument that's been laid out that like it hey let me just tell you something it's in fact mean-spirited to boo other people like yeah everybody agrees with that (laughs) also that's part of the deal if you are in the pro football in the pro sports in our society in the 21st century people pay money to go it yeah it's it it, it, to me it's a little strange that grown-ups wear the jerseys of other grown-ups with the names on the back and everything else but Hey, players, hey, leagues, that's what you want to have happen. If the fans stop caring, if they aren't passionate about it, the whole thing implodes. I I don't know why I, I feel like I have to stand up for the fans, but that food chain that I always talk about, GMs and coaches get up and condescend to the media. Bill Belichick, probably the best of doing that. Then the media turns around, fans, you don't get what's really going on. You you can't understand that. And the fans are are, are like these dopes who just have to take it and only genuflect to the, to, to the players. I, I, it makes me crazy that this is the, the place that we're in and there's a lack of recognition of uh, until they need fans and they need the support. Hey, we're going through a hard time when the Lakers pulled that jazz a couple of years ago. Hey, Lakers fans, you were with us for the good times. You better stick with us for the bet. Why? Why? Why do I have to do that when you condescend constantly? I find I, I, that is what stood out to me above everything else about the the you know what the I retirement of this. I think it's okay for people to be disappointed in fans. Of course, for doing it. it of course, it I'm is. I'm not going to judge them for saying right. how dare you. I mean, that's fine. I get that, but I'm I'm, I'm with you as well. You want to boom. Boom, you're grown up. Uh, would I do it? No. You know, the but guy also- clearly is. Football is unlike any other sport. It just is. You you know, if you 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 walk away when you're done, when you're done, you it, this is not something you want to do. If you're not into it and you don't need the money, it's a nasty sport, man. It beats yeah, we, the living hell out of you. And unless you are 100 percent committed to doing it, get the hell out. We, saw, we even saw a Colts play. Was it Vontae Davis? Was he still on the Colts? He retired midway through a game last. I week. did the game. You did the game. It was the Charger Bills game. Right, Bills, he left exactly. at, and that was the bin. That was the big Dan Dockage who took a, a 
butt ton of incoming for saying, wait a minute, I do a radio show here. Vontae Davis was a Colt. He walks out at halftime and I got people calling me nonstop saying, what a bum. You quit on your teammates. How can you do this? How dare you? And now all of a sudden, if you got an opinion that I don't like what Andrew did here before the season, right before the season, everybody thinks this team could win a Super Bowl and he walks out and I say, I don't like it. And everybody says, I can't do a radio show in India anymore. And I understand what he said. Just pick a lane. My lane is, and it's in, and not, and again, I'm not trying to climb up on Mount Pius here. I am simply saying my lane has always been the more people in the world that are happy, the better for all of us. So if Andrew Luck is more happy because he's not playing football anymore and Vontae Davis, then by all means, more power to him because they don't need to make me happy and they don't need to make you happy. They're going to be fine, you know, and and when they're fine, you're fine. And that's the way I figure it with Andrew Luck. He wasn't going to be doing Colts fans any favors if he comes back and sits on a training table and sits through rehab because he's frustrated with that calf and and he doesn't like it. And, And that and it's not like I see it any more than other people do because I work with a team now and I have access to these training rooms and planes and guys icing up after games and see what they look like, you know, when we're flying across the country to go back home. But I get it. I, I sure as hell wouldn't do it. it. That is not a profession I have any interest in ever taking part in because of the sacrifices you have to make. So if you don't want to do it anymore, I hear you. Get out. The only reason money wouldn't be an NFL player. <laughs> That's it. Exactly. There's, there's, there's nothing else separate. No, not, not the five foot ten, 150 pound frame. There should exist, though, some sense of nuance and the difference between Andrew Luck and other guys. And listen, if you, I mean, uh, Chris Borland wasn't uh, filthy rich. I don't imagine when Just didn't he, like it when he hung it up. He didn't want to do it. It's like, oh, no, I'm not doing I, this. I, I don't necessarily consider this some canary in the coal mine any more than Barry Sanders or Calvin no. Johnson or uh, Gail Sayers. Obviously, different circumstance there. But this has happened. In in uh, in football before, yes, it is. In fact, as our friend Maurice uh, will tell you all the time, hey, it's live out there now. Right, better keep your head on a swivel now. Like it's dangerous oh, out yeah. on that field. Yeah. That's it's not some. It's a game, but it's not. It's not a game out there. You better not just be out there lollygagging. He'll remind you of that. Obviously, I think with Andrew, it's because people think that team could win a Super Bowl. That's and they're right. like, and how could he walk for away? Those fans. That's think, what it they, is. We also, if you look at how that timeline unfolded, obviously took everyone by surprise. Right, well, as soon as we saw that. That I think you're getting Adam, to what Adam uh, is another but element that uh, vexes me so much. Those fans did not have any of, of the context, right? So we had it suddenly was announced, and it clearly wasn't on the timeline that Andrew Luck was expecting it to be announced on. So then he's sort of talking to his teammates on the sideline. He's on the sideline of a preseason game, and in that moment, and the fans are like, "What? That guy down there retired." Then we have a press conference where he does clarify a lot of his thoughts, and you know, which again was was. Looks like it was planned at the last second. Was that halftime of the game? It was after. No, the game. It was, it was after. after the game. It was after. But the game. So, you know, suddenly we have a press conference where where he talks about it, where the people who were then chiding the the fans for for booing obviously had a lot more context to to Lux thinking That's and the why point, he was right. doing it. Those fans in that one moment were like, wait, what just happened? He's standing there. We're all thinking our team could go to the Super Bowl again. I don't necessarily condone what how they express themselves. 
But at the same time, it's completely understandable that you'd be like, my reaction to this. Seven, you're at a preseason game. Seven you're to ten beers You know, deep. a couple pops in. Yeah. Yeah. It might be might be to 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 do that. It's not the, like it was a universal boo. Right. I, mean, I know. It, it's that's exactly right. That, you know, good for Lindsey Rhodes. It wasn't Simpson at the Orange Bowl. It wasn't <laughs> Ashley Simpson at the Orange Bowl. Is, is what I'm saying. All right. <laughs> that's right. They, these people. I mean, I mean, the, the irony that these people that, that that the football world is uh, so empathetic about. Uh, Andrew Luck, but they can't put themselves in the shoes of those fans standing there like, wait, what? Where I'm, I'm looking at social media while I'm watching the Colts and wait, Andrew Luck's down on the sidelines and wait, he retired. Is that real? I know I sitting on my couch checked, uh, checked social media repeatedly to confirm. Oh, this is a pair. Yeah, this, this, yeah. this is oh. I mean, this is how oh, this Andrew is Luck has just retired two weeks before. It was pretty great um, for us. I, I work with DJ. We do the Charger broadcast and we were at the game, but the game wasn't kicking off for an hour. So we're down on the field and it was fun. I mean, I feel bad saying that, but yeah, I think that's the right word. It was fun to watch just the wave, wave this yeah. weird audio wave make its way from the stands down on where there's no phones on the field for these players to the coaches and the media folks that have their phones. And you can just see people talking and their reactions. And then as it trickles onto the field to the players who are warming up and just to see their because the Chargers first week opponent is the Colts. So not only was it making its way onto the field to members of this fraternity, this National Football League fraternity, who couldn't believe one of the best players in the league was going to call it quits, you know, seven years in with a shot at the Super Bowl. But oh, wait a minute, that's the team we play. In week one, and and a guy that probably has you know uh, MVP aspirations and his Super Bowls in there isn't going to play. That's that's pretty interesting, and it was. And I will say there were some reactions that were negative, like man, that ain't cool. You can't be doing that. And there were others that were like, totally get it, totally get it. It, it was. Just, it's so. And that's. I'm talking about players. That's right. Not people. Players to see the difference in the reactions that are 180 right. degrees. Now, once everybody has a night to meditate on it and realize that if this is about some existential thing that Andrew Luck physically can't make it happen anymore or he's lost a passion all that stuff but to your point about different players getting different reactions as I said um, over the weekend when this came down and got a fair amount of pushback on it is what if Cam Newton did this is it the same reaction of course it is not and by the way that guy has put his body through basically the exact same toll that uh, that Andrew Luck has if Cam Newton did this there would not be you think so See, I there think, would not I be a collective of, I, I think, think there'd there be would be more sympathy. I don't agree with that. You think people would be like, "Oh, hey, Cam Newton"? I do. Warrior. I think because of the way. I think because of the way the season ended last year, when he could not throw a football, the way it is, and was the way out it is there. Now. He's hobbling. And, he's hobbling. And I think you see him hobbling now. Game. I think it'd be very similar. I think you'd have that split. The people huh. that say he quit on his team. I think, and, I, but I feel like it's ninety ten. Really? I feel like the media and the football community has reacted to this well, one see, I, as though hey, shame the devil that you would say boo about Andrew Luck, which I agree. Shouldn't boo him, but given the circumstance that those people, like we say, are probably in their cups and they're with their pals and they're they're like, wait, what? We're we're here to watch this team. And by the way, we've we've bought season tickets, and I wear the number twelve on my back. Wait, I don't. I, as I tweeted back to Lindsey Rhodes, who spoke up and said, "Give these fans a break. They don't know what the circumstance is on Saturday night." So I, the same thing that uh, that I say. I don't think they were booing outright. I think a lot of them, at least, were bemused. I think they were going like, well. 
like, wow, no, no, Andrew, don't right. do it. I think that's what they were actually doing. And, you know, I don't, there's stuff about somebody slashed his tires. I don't know if, in fact, that's true. I mean, listen, obviously, that's absurd. It's a felony. Yes, you're not a hero for pointing out that that sort of behavior is inappropriate. Yeah, it's it's bogus. But, okay, be, uh, the people who have accused me of race baiting because I invoked the name Cam Newton, that's on you. I didn't I didn't say it had anything to do with that. You're is taking there, a polarizing quarterback. There's a narrative about Cam Newton that disagrees with Andrew Luck, that, that isn't the same as Andrew Luck. And, by the way— Which is ironic because they're actually similar— they're very similar. Yeah. Their their trajectory, and by yeah. the way, they Andrew Luck also would have been the number one pick of Carolina. Had he come out and not tried to chase a national title, and might Stanford, still be playing, by the way, because he wouldn't have been behind that garbage offensive line that Ryan Grigson put together. That's exactly right. He would have gone to Carolina. Cam would have gone to the Denver Broncos. Peyton Manning wouldn't have gone to the Denver Broncos. He would have gone to Seattle, maybe home to Tennessee. Maybe the Colts would have kept him. Fascinating stuff. Or they get RG three at the top of uh, the next year's draft, and who knows where RG three is. That's why what if is fun but what if instead of cam newton what if ben roethlisberger did this would that be the reaction how about another one aaron Rodgers, a little a little dodgier not as uh not as lovable on face as andrew law oh, come on oh, come on guy hey good hit good hit man there's <laughs> opponents and i'm all i like throwing See, I, I, I think, like playing catch with ty and that's cool like those guys who are i think it's just the that, era that we're in i think we're in this time where people are a little more compassionate yeah. and understanding than may than even five years ago you know i think i, I think I, any I, of those I, guys I, call I, think, that. I really do guys, i think because uh, i think the reasons would be the same right I, you know, this is a, a tough game where I get injured a lot and mentally and physically, I've just decided this is too much for right. me to do. And I think everyone who, if you can, exp if that's the context for it, then people would be able to, would, would sympathize with it. I would take a moment that where Ricky Williams retired, whatever that, that is 12 years ago now in the, at about the same moment in the preseason. And although he didn't express it, obviously, as eloquently as Andrew Luck was able to in his press conference, it was essentially for the same reason. He was didn't like playing football anymore, wasn't enjoying it. Part of that, I'm sure, was due, due to injuries. Part of it was because he wasn't accepted by his team or the way that... Wasn't there the marijuana narrative? Well, that was, that, was the, that was the narrative became, that came out. Right. But actually, it's the same idea, right? Yeah. Men, my mental well-being is more important to me than playing football, and he decided that that was the way that he wanted to, to go afterwards. But you look at the reaction to that. That was 100% of people were like, Ricky Williams is throwing it away. Right. Ricky Williams has let down his team. Whatever. We're just in a different era now. Oh, and, yeah. And part of it comes down money. to money. And the money. Right. So because, and the money. because, of course, the people up on Mount Pius uh, about whom I'm delivering some mild scorn, of course, are not are, are not just doing this in a vacuum. Like, hey, anybody. Like I say, uh, Andrew Luck, by their measure, did it the right way. And he paid a uh, a. Um, acceptable level of uh, of sacrifice to make it okay. It, it, it's Ricky Williams wanting to do it because whatever reason he wanted to do it was not okay. Vontae Davis people. leaving at halftime, whatever. You know what I? What, I think that's the extreme example. Like, hey, you're you're not going to go out there for thirty more minutes with your guys and then call it a career after that. Maybe yeah. just wait the extra. But again, I'm like, whatever. It's a why go out there and take 30 more minutes of hits if you are not into it. It's I'll tell you this, though. There is there is an interesting in it. It's not something that's in the media. At least I don't think it is. But um, because I was at a game and because I've called so many of their games, I've heard it regularly. And because we do the draft, the number one inside football conversation about it, there's 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 a very, you know, it's polarizing and there are two camps and it's the Stanford guy. 
Yeah, guy with with a very bright guy, multiple interests, doesn't need football, and you hear it every year. You know, and the Chargers drafted a guy that slipped and probably fell down some boards because of it. Jerry Tillery, who's a bright guy from Notre Dame, who's a worldly guy, a scholar, and there are people that say he's got an injured shoulder. I those are not guys that I want on my team. Is it right? No, but it exists, and the Stanford community hates it it drives them nuts and i i know it for a fact because every solomon thomas last year you know you go with jonathan martin and i know these are examples and it's not fair to david shaw if he were listening to this right now he'd want to reach through his speaker and and just choke the life out of me um because i know how crazy it drives him because it's a very physical football team you know of the of all the teams in the pac-12 maybe utah's a little more physical Mm -hmm. but it's pretty much stanford is gonna you're gonna get the crap kicked out of you when you play them while some of these other teams the fact that usc is now lining it up and spreading it out instead of beating the hell out of using embarrassment that stanford is that physical team but and i know that's why it drives them crazy but man you want to talk about an, a, a specific moment that is going to push that conversation for those people that totally believe in it and they'll be like you see that's what i'm talking about right there I invest a number one pick and 150 million bucks. And this guy is smart, is worldly. And when you realize you don't need it anymore, you're gone. And and I can't afford to do that. It's and and that's going to happen because of this one instance. you, You don't even have to look that far, right? His dad, Oliver Luck, played five years in the NFL, retired, but to go and become a lawyer. That right. was that was his goal. It wasn't to play. He could have played in the NFL for a lot longer. He was a backup quarterback on the Houston Oilers and and really, you know, played a little bit, was considered, I think, a, a good backup quarterback in the league. And, and that, back in those days, especially, those guys could have 10, 12-year careers quite easily. He said, no, my goal is not to play football forever. I, I have a different calling. And Well, and, but the other exactly side of that, that coin is then... And uh, I'm completely with you. And I, I think you interrupted money. He was about to declare that Christian McCaffrey is going to retire next week. <laughs> that makes sense. He's got the old man who played in the NFL, so he probably doesn't need it as much as other people. I think the interesting That's the thing pl- is, is the money's so great now. That's right. That you can do it. You can you can have made. I think there I think there are plenty of twenty eight year old guys in the NFL right now who'd be like, yeah, I mean, I could I could give it up, but I can't I can't do it because I still need that. Right, I'm but sure. I mean, if you're a number one, not not even number one overall, if you're let's say if you're a top fifteen pick, and I think there are and if there are those concerns, it's like okay, by the time this guy's done on his rookie deal, if I pick up his fifth year option, he's going to have pocketed thirty five million bucks or twenty eight, whatever it is. When you're in that top ten, you're talking about probably somewhere if they pick up your fifth year between thirty five and fifty million bucks. Is he re- is he going to stick around? Right. Is he or because he was pre med and ultimately says he wants to run his own emergency room and travel the world and build you know facilities to help out those? Like, is he going to do that? After am I going to really? Inv- I think that's that's the concern, and that I think I don't also- I, I don't subscribe to it. I think it is an individual. It is one hundred percent individually based, not institutionally based. If I may stand up again for the fans a little bit, so that's exactly right. If people don't like the feeling, people there is a there is a uh, um, sunset sunset some sense of embarrassment. I imagine to be a grown up. And uh, feel completely invested and financially, too. Like I say, if you're a season ticket holder, if you have a satellite package, if you wear the merch and you buy it for your family and it's a reason that you gather with your family around the TV every week and it's a point of connection for you with those people um, that you feel a little bit like the rug got got pulled out from under you that like, oh, 
He doesn't care about it as much. He's not living and dying it. I'm, I'm just a fan, and he's a player, and I've, I've idolized him, and I started rooting for him when I was uh, a senior in high school, and now I'm out. Now I feel silly. I feel a little bit embarrassed. I absolutely can get the psychology of the fan for that, and I, I, I think it's, I think football players, you know, again, not a canary in the coal mine that this is going to be a, a new era for football and the relationship with football with, with players and media and the fans. But, you know, tread lightly there, uh, media and fan uh, and players. You you really want to shame people for caring too much? All right, go ahead. See see what happens if uh, when you become horse racing. And remember, luck, know, turned that, down, luck turned down the number one pick. I mean, he went back to school where he took a beating. You know, I mean, he, he is not a guy that was just kind of dinking right. and dunking in a spread offense. I mean, he was taking a beating and he decided, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to go back and I'm going to get my degree for another year. I know I know I could be the number one pick and have 50 million bucks guaranteed in my pocket, but nah, I'm going back. So you already knew that he was a different kind of guy. You know, yeah, that, but that, that, it, for all the praise of how smart he is, how smart is a guy who thinks that uh, a Pac-10 uh, team was going to be put into the Final Four over two SEC teams? <laughs> silly, silly <laughs> luck. You think they would have ever done that? Come on, man. Put you in the title game? No. This year. This is no, it's not this year. Uh, oh yeah, no, that's <laughs> not even right. close. Now when he went back, right? There were only two. It was just yes. the two head-to-head teams, yes. like Stanford or Oklahoma State. Should have been Brandon Whedon. He's also out of the NFL. Also, same draft. You know what? The one thing I'll say is, and I want to hear from Handsome, who knows Andrew Luck, the one thing I think is going to happen now, even before this, um, but this will add to it. Last year, Khalil Mack. I mean, you can go through it. Dwayne Brown got traded. Uh, I can't do this off the top of my head, but Adrian Peterson. I looked up all the big name guys who moved teams right before the kickoff or even during the season in the last two years. Sam Bradford. Yeah. Wow, yeah, that, that's there. I mean, he was a starting quarterback. By the way, a starting quarterback. Yeah, by the franchise. way, Jacoby Brissett was traded. From, right, exactly. Jacoby was Brissett was traded just before the season. Um, to uh, or the Colts would be in a different spot than they're in right now, and probably panicking quite a bit more than that than they would be. But I mean, we we got trades coming. I mean, by the time you're listening, I wouldn't be surprised if it was like, oh yeah, you guys were talking about that, and the Judavian Clowney news was breaking. Trent Williams is probably going to move. Shady McCoy maybe gets dropped, or maybe the Bills are trying to send him down or Frank Gore down to Houston. That would make some sense. You can see a lot of these big name guys moving around, and then the backup guys who look good, relatively young. One of those two quarterbacks uh, that are backing up Roethlisberger and Pittsburgh is very likely to get moved via trade rather than cut. I do think the way the NFL's restructured that the the cuts process so that it doesn't happen over two weekends but just happens all at once kind of encourages those types of trades as well because I think there are guys that would otherwise have been cut by now that teams might say, okay, I'll bring them in for a week just to see if they work for me. But because you don't get that opportunity, um, I think, teams are more likely to make trades. What uh, handsome. Yeah. So I, I think it's great. It's been one thing that the NFL hasn't had over the other leagues, but now in those, these last few years, we're seeing some juicy trades right before yeah. the thing and swing things. And uh, you know, can conceivably, obviously Khalil Mack swung um, the NFC um, yeah. with, with last year's move. I wouldn't, I mean, Jadavian Clowney is. Con- I mean, that's is- the rumor that as soon as he signs that tender, he's gone. You know, and it's it'll be interesting. You know, I've heard Seattle is being mentioned in that one. The uh, is they'll need mentioned. the Eagles being mentioned. So, you know, because the, the thing is, you can't sign them to an extension. That's what makes that one different than the, the Khalil Mack is, you know, you can agree to the extension and you're going to give up all these draft picks and assets in order to get him in. You can't do that with Clowney. 
you know, because he'll have picked up that tender. It's a one-year deal. He goes into free agency the next year regardless. So I'll be anxious to see. I think that's going to be a bigger market just because you're not going to get two ones like they got from Mac because of the way this. No, I agree. Yeah, right. I don't. I think that's is. right. But what what I think would be a a, a fun little. Um, full circle would be Dwayne Brown comes back to Houston. The reason right. he left was because of discord with ownership. Um, and it, it, you, a couple of years later, it that, lines up. That could kind of make sense if they sent uh, Clowney up to Seattle. Handsome Andrew Luck is a is a friend of yours. Too, too no, not a friend of mine. Andrew Luck. I mean uh, Oliver Luck. Oliver Luck was my first boss with the NFL. So I worked uh, for the NF- for NFL Europe and Oliver Luck was the equivalent of the commissioner, the president mm. of NFL Europe. So I worked with him in London from 19, 1996, I think, was, was when I first worked with him. And back then, living in London was Andrew Luck. And, you know, re- re- relatively frequently. He Do you know who he into- backed up in, in uh, the NFL? In yes, Archie Manning. Archie Manning. That's um, right. Isn't that a funny... Uh- he was also the leading passer in West Virginia history and then the guy that um that uh overtook him was a Jeff player Hostetler. called no was a player called Darren Studstill who played quarterback oh my for, goodness for West not Virginia. Major Harris and then went over well no yeah it wasn't Major Harris then went over and played safety and it wound up in NFL Europe and no I remember way. spending time with Oliver Luck and Darren Studstill and Oliver Luck was like, yeah, but you're not the quarterback I was. Obviously, you're playing safety, um, which was funny. Anyway, but yeah, Andrew Luck used to come in the office age, I guess, seven or eight years old. And, you know, I definitely played catch with him in the office. He was he, he was into soccer. That's all he was into when he lived huh. in London. Anyway, so he stayed in touch with the UK. I think the other moment that really resonates with me um, is at the draft in 2012, I had previously also in the UK worked with the daughter of Jim Ursay, Casey Ursay, and the whole family. So I bumped into her like in the backstage of the of Radio City Music Hall, and the whole family were there. And I remember being squeezed into an ele- having talked to them, squeezed into an elevator with them, and they were about to go down to the um, to the player lounge to well, you know, ever, obviously it was a foregone conclusion who they were picking. And just like they were, they were made up that they had their guy for the next 12, 15 seasons to be their quarterback who was going to lead them to multiple Super Bowls and everything else. And, you know, as we all said at the time, like they really fell into it. ridiculous luck. They had Peyton Manning and then they went, had ridiculous luck, Andrew Luck. And, you know, just kind of reflecting on how they would have been feeling now versus obviously I don't necessarily feel sorry for them at this point. But but, you know, it is it's crazy to think that that didn't last quite as long as I mean. And also the one I always throw out there is uh, imagine if you were a Packers fan, you went from star. Then, you know, Mikowski and Lynn Dickey were all right, guys. It was a a pretty big gap. But yeah, I know. But but then you go Brett Favre into Aaron Rodgers for like now 27 years in a row, 28 years in a row. They the Colts fans went Peyton and luck, well, though I guess that one year they didn't really do that. But yeah, Kurt was it was Curtis Painter. Curtis Painter was, I think, one of the anyway. Jim and, yet, and yet three and yet three Lombardis between the Packers and Colts over the last uh, twenty-seven Good. years or so. That's weird. But anyway, um, all right. What the spaghetti? Are you taking a nap back there? Was it too much on Andrew Luck? Keeping uh, notes, actually. Huh? Keeping notes all over my page. Did anyone get traded while we were talking? Is there anything we've missed? No, we I've been going be back and forth of? with uh, Twitter, mostly just uh, 
you know, luck talk. Eddie Spaghetti back there is wearing a uh, a Wade Boggs um, Tampa Bay Devil Race jersey. Yeah. Like interesting. Yeah. It's an interesting selection. I was going to grab a Yankees one today, but I didn't want to uh, rub it in the Dodgers fans' faces. That's uh, all right. No, I just. No problem with that. I grabbed this. It was an, whenever I'm wearing a jersey, you could indicate that I got dressed very early in the morning. I just didn't feel like putting effort into it. So if I may, if I may, you may. How about this Yankee fans? Yeah, we know. There's there's a lot of New Yorkers that now live in L.A. You know why you live here? Because you like it more than New York. That's why you live here. You're not going back there because it's better here than it is at home. That's what you've determined. So don't show up in Dodger Stadium in your stupid-ass jersey, oh. puffing your chest out going, hey, hey, guess who's here? Guess who's taking over Dodger Stadium this weekend? Ah, you bums. You don't know. You don't know baseball, you idiots. That was you, the Yankees? I you thought that bums, was a bunch you of idiots. cat burglars. You, you, you guys don't know. That's why they left. Brooklyn. Yeah, whatever. Bunch of loot. Shut up. You want to wear your jersey and you want to watch the game? Great. Enjoy yourself. I am all for it. Have a great time. It's an awesome ballpark. And the team is playing great. It's a potential World Series preview. What I don't need is, and this, we did the show from Dodger Stadium on Friday, and I am driving up Cesar Chavez to get there. And it just set the tone for the next three hours of my life, where there's this, this guy that looks like, the best way I can describe him is, you remember Big Pussy from The Sopranos? Mm -hmm. That's what he looks like. And he's got this, this <laughs> t-shirt jersey on, right? Guy's probably 50 years old. And he's got a Didi Gregorius. Like, he's got the name Gregorius <laughs> on the back of his. And he's walking through. It's a green light. It's like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. So a lot of the financial houses are getting let out of work. The street's packed. It's rush hour. It's a green light. You don't want to get stuck at these lights. You want to get home. And traffic stinks. And he's got, and this is the thing. The whole pursed lips <laughs> is not a Donald Trump thing. It's a New York thing. They always walk around like this mm, yeah. with their lips pursed, right? Mm -hmm. And so this guy is walking <laughs> through the middle of the street in a green light I love that guy. In, a, in a six lane. And he's got his Gregorius shirt on. And this car honks at him. And he looks at the car and he goes, relax already. We're going to the game. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. One, no. You relax and wait for the freaking light to change. Two, Oh, really? You're going to the game, fat guy with a Gregorius shirt on. Thanks for the freaking update. Appreciate that. And it was that guy multiplied. There were probably... Then you realize that guy was Eddie Spaghetti. Was <laughs> it might as well have I been. Wish, I wish I was there on Friday. I would have uh, loved to, to see the show live. I came. I went to the Saturday show where, where uh, the game, sorry, where they lost, unfortunately, but I had a great time there. Good yeah, speech. just non... I don't know if you guys watch Sunday Night Baseball, yeah, but I it was that, that dude from the TV who was in the front row. That's, uh, that's John Totero's brother, exactly. right? Exactly, yeah, Nick yeah, yeah. Totoro, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, yeah, right. And he, uh, hey, ESPN, how about <laughs> not putting the Yankee fan on in a single, every single Araldus Chapman pitch? It was and a lot. He's, and he's pounding his chest. He's like, Yankees, yeah. uh, Yankees, on! Uh! I'm like, <laughs> sit down, sit down. L.A., the reason I resent New Yorkers is because L.A. has this weird national stink that probably is the only reason, I guess, ultimately why L.A. real estate isn't even more expensive, is that New Yorkers... Uh, define American uh, opinion more than I think the the country uh, would acknowledge, and so New Yorkers would never live anywhere outside of New York. There's no real why no. would ever leave the five boroughs. Crazy. Okay, I want to be in the industry, so then they'll move to to Los Angeles, and.
And then because not because L.A. stinks in any way, it's just that it's not New York. Then people cast aspersions on it like it's a the, the light is weird out here and everybody's the a freak. Right. And that, that is nobody New says hi to you on the streets. Will say the, the light is phony out here. That's a, for real. What? I've had that conversation. The with, light is weird. I with directors who are from New York are like. I mean, I know the golden hour is great, now, but the light is weird. It's it's unnatural kind of light. There's no change in it. It's like, light. It's natural. What are you complaining about? The weather <laughs> is nice, but the, but everybody's a phony. Every, right. Like so, everybody in the nation thinks L.A. is a bunch of. Uh, but but the real mayor, I don't know what people think, but yes, yeah, so the the New Yorkers have uh, cast Los Angeles in an unnecessarily grim light. I think. Yeah. Yet they chose to live here for 25 years now. Right. That's How long you been here? How long I've been here? 30 years. Oh, you know. And you still talk like that? Really? (laughs) Can't beat the weather, though. Never able to shake the accent. What can I say? (laughs) I'll tell you what what you can say. You can sound like me because I was able to shake my accent in six, seven years (laughs) once I got here. Every now and then, every now and then it'll show up. But I don't sound like this. (laughs) I'd like to be one. Eddie, maybe you guys, if you all could weigh in on this as well, you've all been in New York enough. Maybe it was just the fans at the game. Are New Yorkers the worst dressed? But by far. Oh, yeah, I noticed that. It blew yeah. me down yeah. how, what they're fat. They have a terrible fashion sense, these people. They all wear like Jerry Seinfeld bright white sneakers mm-hmm. with jeans, jeans and sneakers. Uh, yes. I'm like, precisely. What the hell is this? Hey, it's right. Yankees in town. It's going to be great. And it, I, now, now I have to step in. This is a direct assault on spaghetti. And that. that <laughs> oh, yeah. I dress like that. I mean, I don't put effort into it whatsoever. So that, in case you didn't notice, spaghetti's a grown man behind the glass. <laughs> yeah. He's sitting there with his hat <laughs> turned backwards, box. a weight box jersey and tight fitting jeans with yeah, white exactly. sneakers. Yeah. That's exactly. No, it's very You just described it. I don't. It, right. it, it, <laughs> Sorry. I'm not, no, I'm not offended in the least because, like, I I know. like it's. it's it really blew idea. me away just seeing right. a mass of people over the two hours of them just pouring into Dodger Stadium. I was like, these people don't know how to dress. This yeah. is terrible. <laughs> I felt at home. I actually weirdly sat next to a kid from Staten Island who, like, lived in Tucson, made the drive. And it was just, uh, we had a nice little section. Ah. And, but the, the Dodger fans, to their credit, they, they were super nice. Like, they, like hey, that was a great game. We are like, high-fiving and stuff. Like, we enjoyed it. I mean, it's fine. We went to it. We'll take two or three. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> hey, listen. I mean, we should have we we'll tied the three. game anyway. Glaber was more than halfway. You can't call timeout, but that's a different that's a different podcast. All right, let's get through some quick subjects. How much more time do we have here, Spaghetti? Uh, I know money has to get out soon. We're, we were about 42 minutes deep. Is that it? Yeah. Okay, good. A little bit of time. Well, not too, too bad. All right. Uh, you know what? Handsome dealer's choice. You go. What, what do you want to... Um, what football-related Eddie, item? I've written down some things here. Let's read them out. So, um, Andrew Luck Retirement, we've definitely covered. Well, okay, Brissette. You know what? That's a fine subject. Okay. AFC South. Who's going to win it? Is there a t- another team in contention? Is there another team that gets a wild card spot out well, of the court? I, I, already t- I already told you that the uh, Jags weren't going to. The I know, playoffs. but doesn't it, isn't it disrupted by this Andrew Luck news? If they get two more wins against the Colts instead of maybe two more I, losses. But I don't know that. I don't know that. I mean, obviously, Andrew Luck is an important player, but does that equal two more wins for the Jags? I don't know that that necessarily I, I would follow. I can't figure like, out the like I can't figure out the Jacoby Brissett people. You know, it's like what, the people who think. Well, either way, I, right. I think it's more like you don't, we don't know. know. I mean, right. yeah, the uh, guy only won four games over the course of a season, but that team was terrible. Yeah. 
At this the same time, different. This is a totally different. Yeah, team. they didn't really have a defense, and they definitely didn't have, didn't have that old line. line. Now they've got an O line, and they've got a, a a young, improving defense. But then I see on the flip side yeah, of that, it's like it's Andrew Luck's one of the right. greatest quarterbacks right. exactly. we've ever seen play the game yeah. of football. So to think that, like, oh, you know what? I like that Brissett guy. It's like, bye. Yeah, but it's, it's take, Andrew Luck. Like, yeah. Here's this. To me, the the comp is though is that where was Frank Reich before he arrived in Indianapolis, and who did he have success with? Nick Foles. I could definitely see that transition it's not like I'm, I'm sure Reich to some degree is is uh right enough guy I yeah now can, can they get it doesn't mean that Jacoby Brissett's going to make the same in-game decisions and see the field in the same manner that Nick Foles does but at least there's some track record for okay you're not as good as our number one going into the season but we can get by with you and by the way the Colts are structured in uh, another point we've made all through the offseason the entire AFC South is predicated on defense all four of those right. teams have great defenses and now I wonder if the Colts are probably behind the scenes like uh, you know Shady McCoy splash here but I wonder if they're kind of thinking like hey Bills you want to throw Frank Gore back right, uh, back, back our way. way because what they lack is a banger Marlon Mack's a playmaker and T.Y. Hilton is as well I wonder if there's some some ability to to um to make something like that happen because that's now what With jumps out line. at you Andrew Luck can't save you in the right. fourth quarter at this point that's what he would do he would cover up I, I mean in line with like you always talk about Phil Rivers right. disguising the quality of the overall offense I think you could say that about Russell Wilson Roethlisberger Aaron Rodgers the usual suspects but I think that uh, they're not going to have that luxury that l- luck provided but luck also was I, I, I'm going to say something negative about uh, Andrew Luck's football and so hold your tongue I might get beaten up by it in the next 48 hours for saying boo about Andrew Luck he threw a fair amount of interceptions and and uh, um um, you know, bad decisions based on that. Maybe Jacoby Brissett is an upgrade in that regard, but the money's play, we don't know. We'll have to wait and see. No idea. Let's see. Let's see but, a month yeah, in. We'll see uh, September 8th out here in LA. Uh, but if everybody has the same thing, then what is different about these teams and it's who has the most playmakers on offense, the Jags, if you buy that, Leonard Fournette can make it a full season behind what's a decent offensive line. If he can just bang you for, uh, you know, for, for the, in the second halves of games. And that was what they were supposed to be two years ago and what they wanted to be last year. Maybe that's the difference. But then on the other hand, I still come back to the Texans. I think. I think. The, with I the mean, Sean I already Watts. thought the Texans. Their there. defense isn't going to be as good, though. Right. But I mean, I. But I do, and I know they don't have Lamar Miller now. But you know, the receivers plus Deshaun Watson. To me, that's the difference in the division. They have the best quarterback in the. They got the best quarterback. They've got the play, best they, pass rusher. Is it receivers? They got the best pass rusher. Yeah. They've best got, receiver, best quarterback, best pass rusher. It's. I, I'm not. It seems Lamar set up Miller, for them. You know, sad to see him go out, but I'm not sure that's. I think Duke loss. Johnson. I think Duke Johnson. I think they'll sign JHI this week as well. Do you? I do. Ooh, and you talk with the Englishman, eh? Yeah, but I mean, I, I mean, I don't have any. Is that right? Yep. Oh, hello, Henry. I was just speaking of you with Oliver. That's exactly. Yeah, that's exactly. He took your was. call. You blew a call in. What's the latest, Jay? No. Remember when Jay knew American history better than you did? That was embarrassing. <laughs> I mean, but also not surprising. He lived in America. We asked I, Handsome I, I Hank and Jay Ajayi a couple of years ago. We did a little U.S. history quiz, and we said, who was the first president of the United States? Jay Ajayi correctly said George Washington. Who Handsome. did I say? I can't remember. <laughs> I don't even Abraham remember. Lincoln. Yeah, that's right. It was Lincoln. said Abraham Lincoln. I would have put you on a giant catapult with an American flag and locked you back over to pond for that. I tell you what, I would let go of that flag as soon as I could. Money, let's talk about. So, what's your pick for the division? Texans. Yeah, 
Do you think? But it was, yeah. was it your pick before? No, Colts. Colts would. Colts was my pick before. I, I'm tempted because I think that so people what, consider Lutz. themselves sexy for saying I'm going to stick with the Colts because I buy Jacoby Brissett when it's just a complete crap shooting. No idea. But I do think that defense is maybe the best in the in the AFC. The O line's definitely the best in the AFC. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, defense is really AFC good. AFC or AFC South? AFC South. I mean that. Uh, you know what? Well, I because know. I thought it was I, gonna, it, it's. It's up there, man. Sure. The it's, transition. An, it's an awesome offensive line. Yeah, and while the transition, uh, that uh, takes us to your team, the uh, the L.A. Chargers. And uh, a week ago, Spaghetti and I went over to Chargers camp, had a great time talking to – go back and listen to it, in fact, because they were all delightful guys in their own ways. Uh, Joey Bosa and Mike Williams and Jerry Tillery had fun kibitzing with all those guys, and we're talking about, is this the year finally that the football gods take their thumb off you guys and let somebody else have it? Yeah, and and then, then Derwin James goes down. How significant – I in my both Derwin James right now, uh, one of the five best defensive players in the NFL because of his versatility, which is what the 21st century is all about. And defense is how you can trick up offenses a little bit and move a guy around Derwin James is uh, obviously great at that, as Money told us he would be um, a year ago. In fact, you said, you look at this kid in camp. They are doing everything uh, that a human being can do with this guy. So he's out. The defense still, though, pretty good. Well, I I think the difference is, you know, last year when Boza was out to start the season, everybody said, "Okay, can you go 500? Maybe even if you go a game under 500, you know, you can make that push and get a wild card. And they went seven and two without him. Uh, To me, the way he looks, the way he's moving uh, a full off season of, of, you know, not being injured. And I just I think he is going to wreck uh, wreck the NFL. I just do. I think Mm. he's going to come back. and, And now when you pair that with with Melvin Ingram on the other side and I'm I've been super impressed with I mean you sat down with three outliers physically like when you see Joey Bose you're like okay they don't there aren't people built like right. that he's that same with Mike Williams you're like wait a minute that guy he told us I asked that him big if he and lifts. can run that fast Joey Bosa lifts that's part of why so big yeah oh, really? I didn't know that yeah he told us that so. so you got Mike Williams who I think is gonna have a huge year at the receiver position yep. and then you saw Jerry Tillery, who is just a massive and super athletic human being now on the inside. So now you have Bosa, Ingram, and Tillery is now on the inside of that. What I'm getting at is that can that can help you overcome for anything right. that's behind In it. The when you have that much dominance on that front line, you can help compensate. It's still going to affect them. They do have a pretty good guy to to plug in and Adrian Phillips, someone who played safety and linebacker in college, played safety and linebacker for the Chargers last year, was an all pro as a special teamer um, because he's just that good at diagnosing football and, and recognizing where he needs to make a play. He's not Derwin, but I think it's there. I think they're fortunate that they can put him in the box and at least feel good that he can run with tight ends. He can or he can bang with tight ends. He can run with you know slot receivers if need be, and he can rush the passer. So um, I think that helps. But but for me, the only the the way they overcome it is that that Bose is a hundred percent, and he and Ingram just. And like, you, like you hint at, Derwin James, the, the forecast at least is that he could be back in December. So yeah, week eleven, you, I think is you plug him in and they're thriving, then that would be a scary prospect for the rest of the league. Um, but what about uh, is Melvin Gordon potentially going to move? I have no idea. Talk about names. Talk about names that could be moved. I don't think he moves just because I don't think there's a market. 
Right. Uh, there's no market for him because no one wants to pay him what he wants. I mean, if they know what he turned down, like, well, we're not giving him more than that. So there's just – it wouldn't make sense. I think the Chargers – You don't think the Texans or maybe the Colts I mean, look, now, if someone called the Chargers and said, we'll give you a one, they'd be like, sure, take him. He's yours. I mean, don't I, the but, Colts, but no one will. Not a first. But wouldn't – I mean, wouldn't the Colts have the money – I know that the they're, they're not off the hook yeah, of maybe. Andrew Luck's deal, but they get some relief for Andrew Luck's retirement. I mean, I, right? I I would guess if there were, you know, if there what look they did it before with Trent Richardson, you know, offered. What up are you a gonna one. do? I mean, if you're Melvin Gordon, if you're in the Melvin Gordon camp, what are you gonna be like? Okay, I guess I'm. I really am gonna just sit out the season. No, I think he just comes back. That's what just, I think. Like we talked about, yeah. but I, I could now see them being incented to say like, hey, is there something that I say face? I make a little bit more money and move to to Houston or, or Indiana. I think he'd prefer I, I, that. Yeah, but I don't. Th- uh, yeah, I'm There's sure he'd no prefer market. it, but I don't think the market exists. I think at, at least first the teams will see what shakes out after the cuts. Yeah, but what if you're the after Colts? The cu- but what if, if you're the Colts now well, and the, you have people point. actually calling up and saying, I want my money back on my season tickets, do, do you feel some obligation well, to try and like, I, oh, look at what we did. We tried to make something good out of it. That's why I think your idea of Frank Gore going back there or Shady McCoy if he gets cut is more like they will look, they'll look at what happens this weekend with players getting cut before they'll decide to make a trade for Melvin Gordon if, they're, if there's someone that you can replace them with. And I think you look at the character of the front office, and that just doesn't, doesn't seem like a right. Chris Ballard move to to trade a high. Because I think for the Chargers, it's, you know, they feel like they can win a Super Bowl this year. So they're not interested in future assets to rebuild that they got a 37-year-old quarterback in his 14th season, you know, a D-line that they feel is is arguably the best in football. Let's go win a Super Bowl, and Melvin's going to recognize, I got to come back. I have no choice here. I'm I'm I've I'm got just six, having fun. I'm just yeah. having fun. Would I would say I think like, I, hey, send us, you know what? Send us Justin Houston. We'll give you we'll give you Melvin Gordon. You send us Justin Houston. That would be an interesting piece to drop into the charge. Yeah. No? Yeah. I mean, I think well, I think, you know, for them the yeah, I mean, I guess that's interesting. I think for them, they're they're pretty stacked. That's the thing about their roster. I mean, unless it, like they look, if the if the Dolphins called and said, "Hey, we'll give you Tunsil for Gordon and a one, take them. We'll take the left tackle." I mean, that's the only thing because I, and like that's what's interesting about the NFL now. You know, and, and you kind of talked about it with the quarterback position. That are are we at quarterback saturation? Are, have we actually? The oh, there's only one position really left where you have just a dearth of talent, and it's O line, yeah. it's tackles. There are no. I mean, there are so few dominant left tackles in this league. And I think that's where, you know, that's that's why I think the the Texans look at it and go, hey, if you want to send us a left tackle, we'll send you Clowney. You number one overall pick, take them. But we need a left tackle because there aren't any. I mean, that's why the whole stuff with the Dolphins and Tunsil is like, you crazy? They're not that's trading not, that yeah, guy. Not trading that There's guy. no not way they're really. trading that because it's impossible to find. You know what? Way. Another team, again, I, I know PR – to their detriment is too often not at all on the radar. It's 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 uh, like that serious football guy. That's that's not how you build a team is listening to the fans. But if you're up in Washington, D.C. and everybody's buzzing about America's team and about Carson Wentz's return and Saquon, don't you kind of as a and you see ticket sales and you see the crowd and the lack of enthusiasm in our nation's capital. Wouldn't you at least be able to say like, 
all right, Houston, Trent Williams is yours. Give us Clowney. And then we have this insane pass rush that we're going to throw at you with, that, with Montez Sweat and Kerrigan. And now you, if you threw Clowney into that, at least see, it would be like, man, what a that defense. That just makes too much. I don't know why that happened. But see, I would disagree and say it's so much harder to find Trent Williams again. He's young. He's only 30, Williams 31. Is, like it's made like it very clear he's not playing. Right. I mean, I think that's what you have to figure out. It's like you've got to figure, get out there and figure out how to get that guy back because we got this pocket passer who's got an awesome arm that's going to be starting for us by week four. We got to protect him. Get Trent it's Williams funny back to think, out there. Though, but it's funny, though, again, if you're the Texans, you just now take a lay of the land and Andrew Luck being out. I'm sure Bill O'Brien didn't shed tears when he heard the news. Imagine now people are kind Kind of like, yeah, the Texans, Deshaun Watson's really good. He's a, he's a new Hopkins. It's hard to stop. He catches everything. I don't think there's a lot of fear in Foxborough or, or uh, you know, in, in Carson, no. California or in Arrowhead Stadium right now of what the Texans ultimately can do. If you fix that, though, and you get and you put Trent Williams there. I completely there, agree. I think they do like, that deal in a second. Yikes. They would do it in a second. No question. I think they do it. They do it for Dwayne Brown. You know that to get him back, but I don't think that I don't think the Seahawks should give him up. I don't. I, I can't. I mean, maybe they do because Russell's ability to to you know you, you think about how bad that O line was, and he was still throwing for three thousand yards and twenty touchdowns. You know, and then rushing for another ten. But I, it's just it's it's really interesting that that's that's kind of now the great golden egg that you've got to find. Good, good luck finding a, a left tackle and just all you, just look at the money that was thrown right. around two years ago. You know, that that Matt Khalil, uh, Reef, uh, Okun, like those contracts that were handed out were nuts. They, they were 70, and they're 80. Not the best, exactly. And they're I mean, not the best left tackles. Those are the guys that right that, that were just available teams, yeah. because their teams were like, well, they're not very good. We'll let them go. And like, you know what? We'll take average. I think we'll, we'll pay further, for average money. I think it goes further than just left tackles. I think offensive linemen Period. in general. Yeah. Like left tackles, obviously right. the, 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 the marquee position on that on that line. Which but. continues. And and by the way, we've been talking about that for three years now here on DDFP that it it is so kind of like it's hard to really be fully invested, passionate about that discussion, but it really is what decides who goes to the Super Bowl right. more often than not. Is who who's controlling both lines of scrimmage. You know, re, it really comes down to to those are the teams. Like, what is it? Is it the quarterback? Is it the splashy wide receiver? What? Is, no, it's it's those guys. It's right. it love why the Eagles look so good right now. You just know that inherently from watching football. That, but I, I couldn't define for you why Jason Peters as a 300-pound man, is better at pushing other large humans than uh, your league average snook is at left tackle. It's very hard. I, I mean, look at what... It's hard to evaluate. It's, it, and, I, and I know I always bring it back to the Chargers, but it's just what I see every day. Like, look at their third-round pick, this guy Trey Pipkins. He's from Sioux Falls State, you know, a D2 school, and he's a total project at left tackle. He might be their day-one starter just because he's so athletic, big, can anchor. And they're like, yeah, he's, he's going to give up some plays because he doesn't know what he's doing. But you know what? We're going we're gonna to take our chances because, because he's so much yeah. better than the other options. As far as that goes, I mean, that would be, if they want to do something risky, I, I get why it would be risky. But Jason Peters has what, like, 
one to three years left in his career, move him. Handsome's pal has uh, provided depth. They have great depth up in well, Philly. Go get Clowney and Yikes. They first. They drafted right. Andre Dillard as well. So right. they, they, have, they have their, they have their, their, replacement. their replacement on the left side and on the right side, hopefully, in, in Jordan Mylatis. All right. We got we to gotta run. I, I don't like D.C. Like I say, they need to make a splash. What they're doing with Case Keenum, uh, it, it really outrages me for Skins fans. Why? Case Keenum, Jay Gruden, like this this job-saving move on his part, like this will be this will provide me stability, and I won't, uh, you know, like I won't uh, be taken to task for starting the rookie, which, by the way, is exactly what buys you. Like, ah, sorry, things got sideways. We, we went with the rookie guy. You know, that that can be tough for us. That Developing Nobody him. would. Needs his reps. Case Keenum, if, if they're one in five or whatever, somebody, you know, if they come out of the gate poorly, then like Jay Gruden will go because of Case Keenum. I don't understand that you bet you burn a 12th round, the 12th overall pick or whatever it was on Dwayne Haskins right. and you don't roll with but I think, favorite. I think Case clearly Keenum. the reason he's made that, I mean, I agree with you 100%, but the reason he's made that decision is he thinks he would be one in five or 0 oh and six with Dwayne Haskins. I know, but then you at least have the cover of saying, that, like, yeah, there, that, but yeah, but that, that would that would make sense on any other team, but I don't think the Redskins, I don't, I I think Jay, Jay Gruden's gone after the season short Regardless. of the Super Bowl. I'm going uh, – he's kept his job much longer than I ever thought right. uh, than I ever thought possible. Some quick questions for money. Let's uh, talk about the teams in purple. First of all, I am uh, insisting everybody go on the record because not since Chip Kelly uh, entered the NFL and everybody declared – one or the other, going to revolutionize pro football or this is going to be a bust. Lamar Jackson running uh, a mid-80s Barry Switzer, big eight, um, wishbone style. I, like to see it. I, I, I can't wait to see I it. I can't wait to see it either. I wish it weren't on a team I'm rooting against, uh, given my loyalties. But um, I, I, I think it works. There, it was my favorite, by the way. There's not a lot of highlights from the preseason, right? Sean McVay ruined the preseason for everybody. It's over now, but... The best moment, if, if you didn't see it, uh, it made the way it, it made its way through social media. But there was a moment, I think it was either their first or their second preseason game. Um, I think Ray Lewis was in the booth, if I remember right, as the third guy. And uh, <laughs> Lamar threw a pass and it just kind of was outside the range, just barely outside. And whoever the second guy, the analyst says, see, that's what I'm talking about. You know, Lamar's accuracy is getting a little bit better. And Ray Lewis, not recognizing what he was doing or that he was in the Baltimore booth thinking he was still on ESPN or something, goes, oh, that ain't the guy he was throwing to. <laughs> <laughs> that's how far off Mark the pass was. He just, oh, the like, one that sailed yes, over. Yes, he's like, yeah, that's not the guy he was throwing to. Uh, <laughs> so if Lamar's going to throw 30 passes a game, oh, I'm definitely interested to see that. And I know for whatever reason, it's taboo to talk about his accuracy, but that guy can't throw outside the numbers. It's crazy. It makes no sense. He throws a beautiful ball. In okay, so this is money as a no. This doesn't work. I don't think he's going to throw 30 passes. I'm with you. I think you want to have success with Le- with LeBron. Oh, because the spaghetti road, he's probably going to. That's what he said. Throw, I'm, talk, I'm not talking about throwing 30. But will this Baltimore offense thrive in 2019? I, I don't think so. No. I, Money's I, a no. I, I don't Put him think down so. for a no. All right, good. I like that. I think it's going to work. It's just such a, like I keep saying, it's it's Navy five right. years ago. Just yeah. what, what? You're a fool for scheduling the service academies. How would you NCAA know? Football, How, it's impossible. If you're a defensive coordinator, just what a pain in the bum to have to right. like, then, oh, wait, we got to forget. But see, what, so, but, but look, so we have, so yeah, exactly. And we saw it last year, right? They played the Chargers on Saturday night. 
they got him for two and a half quarters. Then the Chargers caught up and nearly stole that game because they figured it out after the first half. And then they housed him and forced five fumbles in the wild card game in Baltimore yeah. because it's like, okay, I got it now. I, I know, I got you but now. I, I also think Hollywood Brown, where you have to follow him. What are you not sure. going to do? You're not going to. He has to. Oh, no, let him keep, keep him outside the numbers. Hey, you burn me on that. Go ahead. And, and then, then I'll, I'll I'll take it right here on the chest. And I'll then take they have the loss. seventeen tight ends, right? You know, ten yards deep. And the thing that to me that makes Georgia Tech going to work. The thing, but what what it to me is striking now versus last season is for what it's what it's worth. And I I, I think it's a pretty marginal difference between a really high and running back. That's what we keep talking about: Melvin Gordon versus uh, Eckler, Justin Jackson, or any you know, any number of other examples. Is you think about the difference in style that they're going to throw out. Out there, Gus Edwards to Mark Ingram to Kenneth Dixon to Justice Hill. That's going to be a lot. To, plus Lamar Jackson. That's a lot to manage if you're uh, from a physical standpoint as a, as a linebacker trying to go get one of those guys. It's not like one size fits all. They have different skills. So when the ball sweeps in one direction versus Lamar Jackson then rolling with with uh, Justice Hill on his hip and and, and might give it. To they him. have a new OC, right? Yeah. So, yeah, because see, I think that was part of the problem last year with Morningweg is he just wanted to throw it around. It's just it's not in his DNA to commit to that. But I think you're right. I mean, you, you saw it a little bit last year when they ran that mesh with with Gus Edwards. That's a load, man. That dude is huge. And it was tough to stop. And for whatever reason, you know, Morningweg's like, all right, let's start to throw it around. It's like, OK, let's do that. <laughs> That's a lot better than what you were doing there with the with the options. So I mean, as they say, ad nauseum, if you ever watch a, an option based team, a run based team in college football, they always say this team's not built to come from behind, which which always then begs the question in the NFL when everybody scores 30 some points just about every game. It feels like it, it begs the question. Well, that was a bad idea offensively to right. build your team that can't rally that you're going to find yourself behind in well, some like, games. Well, like we said, though, you have to have the defense to go with it. But I, I, yeah, I buy that the, I mean, that's the question. If the Ravens defense isn't shut down again, like it was last year, then this definitely doesn't work. But I get the sense that they are going to be good just yeah. because the name brands left uh, doesn't mean that they're uh, doomed to fail. I hope it works. It'll be fun. You know, it'll be like, the, I hope it doesn't work because I really? want the Steelers to ah. win the division. So they can still win the division and it can work. Yeah. Let them get the, the wild card. They can card. be a wild card team. And you know, they can like get the, knocked out in the wild card. Exactly. Round, which is kind of what that type of offense. One more like. spaghetti right. shout out. It's time to shut it down here but one more question and until you say that i'm gonna keep saying one more question we should let money get out all right one more question then kirk cousins good enough money to win the nfc north this season because you know everybody i'm I'm gonna go with yes i'm on board with dalvin cook i like uh, what mike zimmer love the receivers pretty consistently do with just about any defense let alone this talent o-line showed it was better last year a little bit bad well they yeah and they uh, they tried to address it a little bit i think dalvin cook is i said that in 2018 if he's healthy he's the thing that makes it go forget kirk cousins but now it does appear that he is healthy so you say yes i do I think I think they are good enough because because I still have a ton of questions about Trubisky and whether or not he really is a, a quarterback that can win a division back to back, you know, get, can win division routinely. Uh, I think there's a ton of questions about the Packers defense. I don't know what the heck they were doing. letting Mike Daniels go. I don't understand that. Maybe there's just something. Obviously, they're much smarter than I am. So uh, I think there's questions there defensively. Um, so, yeah, you know, and then of course, there's the Lions. So I, I think, um, yeah, I think he's good enough. Sad for the poor Lions. Nobody gives them any uh, any shot at all. 
and Matt Patricia had a full year to overhaul things. Hey, go ahead. Use that pencil on that laminated card of yours. As long as Genius. you're not, but as long as you're not doing it based on what you've seen in August, that's uh, that's not impacting your decision, is it? Oh, it impacts everything. It's all about the preseason for me. Let's see what those, uh, what 54 through 90 looks yeah. like. And I'm going to make my decisions based on that. that Matt line, Stafford. That linebacker wearing the number 40 jersey. Looks right. like he's really good. Wonder if Matt Stafford. You know what's funny? Pace. Actually, the guy that wears number 40 for the Chargers is going to make the team. Chris Peets, <laughs> he is really good. <laughs> That's great. Go. 40. But, uh, whenever you of see, all the numbers like, to pick. The, I've, I have to watch an inordinate amount of fourth quarter preseason games because that's when some of our international players are playing. And everyone is like, wait, wh- what am I looking at? The numbers are all wrong. Everything's off. Like the defensive ends wearing number oh, six. There's a linebacker that wore eight the other there's day. There's a linebacker wearing number eight. There's a linebacker wearing number 41. You just like get. Notre Dame ain't helping. They're the, they're the number one culprits of putting single digits on their defensive linemen. And it makes them impossible for me to evaluate. Yeah. They don't look right out there. I can't I always tell think of if they're actually big or not. Yeah, no, and on Penn State with that just, was it two? Skinny 11. That, no, you had 11. The 11. Yeah, I had a lot. It was just, yeah. what? 11. And then you just see this mammoth human being destroying everything in its wake. All right, last question. All right. Since you love your, your uh, preseason so much. Oh, yeah. Based on what you've seen. It's so been great. You're buying the Pittsburgh Steelers as a, as a top five defense no question. this year. No question. I thought it was the best defense the Chargers saw last year. That defensive line is nasty. Uh, it's it's right. the, it's it is. I mentioned the Chargers might have the best. That'd be the other one I put in there with them. You know that thing is really yeah. I I mean I love that D line is great. They just have no depth though. They have right. a Lou, a Lou that's, that's to throw most out. teams. You know uh, I don't know. Some teams have a rotation going up there. The Steelers do not. That's oh, I think the, that the liability. They there. they are my pick to win the AFC North. I I think last year. Ton of distractions. Oh, money's talking. My, he's getting me excited yeah. a little bit. Now I just have to hope Roethlisberger doesn't retire before the season. Well, but he's allowed to. If he does, uh, if he doesn't, he's gonna t- he's gonna remind you four or five times that he could. <laughs> that he could <laughs> you know, he might not. That's right. But he'll remind you. you that he's thinking week about it. Week. week to week, he'll remind you he's thinking about it now. No, only when he has a bad game. When he plays well, then then he talks about the old Cowboys. Who do you think the number it. two receiver is in Pittsburgh? Uh, I when mean, it's all here. said and done, who ends up with the most touchdowns, yardage, opposite Juju? It's got to be James Washington. Dante Moncrief, I do think, has... He seems like a Steelers receiver. I think, and by the way, I think that this is one of those things that, you know, people, they, they love to do the put a guy in a different situation right. and all that in the hypothetical and in reality. I think this is where you will see, you know, Roethlisberger for whatever, all this stuff, but I mean, the... Santonio Holmes and Plexico and Mike Wallace. And I mean, you know, right. there, there are a number of um, the only exception to that rule is Emmanuel Sanders. Guys tend to put up their best numbers with Roethlisberger because he is above league, league average. And so these guys are going elsewhere. The only place where that, like I say, wasn't true was with Manny Sanders going to, to Denver. Denver I, think, yeah. I think Moncrief elevates. Mm hmm. What do you what do you what do you want to yeah, say? It's just funny. I like because whenever you do your Chris Berman impression, I you like just name it. names, and oh. you just did that yourself. But you were oh yeah, the name soup. I was just naming Mike guys Wallace. who had their best season. San Antonio, Holmes, <laughs> Mike Wallace. There was Heinz Ward. There was Plexico Burris. There was San Antonio. Hall. Look, there are a lot of good wide receivers in Pittsburgh, <laughs> but Ben Roethlisberger is the straw that stirs the drink, like Jerry sang about oh so long ago. What a long, strange trip it's been. Back on the Blitz. <laughs> so good. That.
that that's one. what I was. Thinking. I was listing those names yeah, because that made sense. We're Our, done. That was too good. We're done. That's, that's how you end it. Let's end on that. that note. Yeah. That's yeah. how you end it. All right. We could talk about Star Wars the next time. Okay. All right. Thanks, Monty. What? Oh, I. Uh, 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 what? Spaghetti what? made a note here. We didn't have any Kent Brown uh, mom voicemails for you next week. Um, but uh, this I think is we're a, back, right? Yeah, the hallowed, Kent? hallowed occasion for us. This is our first, uh, our first show together since May twenty third. When are we? When are we together. doing another one? Hopefully next week, right? Really? Can we do another Can we one pick next some week? Games. Oh, Red games. Challenge flag picks coming at you next week. All right. Also, Mina Kimes is going to be in studio. We'll look forward to Kibitz in with her. We got to catch up with Will Brinson to do our NFC South annual quarterback rankings, which we never get right. I still have to tell you some teams that aren't going to make it to the playoffs. Much to achieve before kickoff. Um, what, nine days from the time of this recording, I believe? Anywho, I, I'm now excited for football now that we see Money and Handsome Hank back here in Studio 66. We hope you continue to hear us and watch us. NFL.com slash DDFP is how you do it. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.